Hey everybody, it is time for Rado to rank his collection once more, and this time we're doing it on the road. Jen and I are in the RV, Jen is behind the wheel, and we are on historic Route 66, driving through Arizona as we speak. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link, so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I have no idea how well this is going to work. I think you're going to get a little road noise, but not too bad, hopefully. Um, there's Jen over there doing great. And uh, let's see. I don't know if you can actually see anything. I think my exposure's turned up a little too high. Can you actually see anything out those windows? No, let's go on ahead and adjust that just so I can prove to you where we are. Uh, reduce the exposure, down, down, down. There we go, there we go. Um, and they call Arizona the sunshine state. But Jen and I have not found that to be the case thus far in our adventures. Uh, it's been pretty much rainy and flash flood warnings everywhere. We're uh, the next couple days heading down to the Phoenix area to meet up with Dan King, the board game geek, uh, in part because he agreed to let us send some stuff to his house that we could pick up because the longer we stay on the road, the more we discover we didn't bring everything we need. And also, hopefully, uh, play a game or two. I'm looking forward to it but that's a bit iffy because you'll notice I got my mask folks uh, I picked up COVID at the Dice Tower West convention I'm sure I'm not the only one I probably got it from well he got it from someplace else if you had any interactions with me you might want to do a COVID test uh, it was <clears throat> it's kind of lingering but it was basically like a night of strong fever and aches and pains. But I'm mostly over it now, just some tickles in the throat and a stuffed nose. So supposedly, according to the CDC website, five days after your symptoms first prevent, present... Whoa, sound just cut out. Uh, this is my old mic that I had to stop using at one point because sound just stopped cutting out. But it only ever cut out during live streams. It was never during pre-recorded stuff. So I figured it would be fine to work on the road, but it's starting to fail me again. I've just swapped them from one USB jack to another. And also, we have now transferred from uh, Route 66 to I-40, which we have to do a little bit, but we want to get off this as fast as possible. Public service announcement for anybody driving through Arizona from east to west or west to east, avoid I-40 if you can. Jeez Louise, that had to be one of the worst roads Jen and I have ever driven, and we lived in Malta for half a decade. It was so egregiously bad. We are worried we have done damage to this RV. Um, but fingers crossed. All right, sorry. so we're back on it, and it doesn't look quite so bad now, east of Seligman, as it was west of Seligman. But anyway, we're a little bit more on this, and then we go south on I-90 to Prescott, and further on to uh, Phoenix Ultimate. What, honey pie? 89. 89. You said 90. <coughs> Not that that matters, because you're just here to hear about games, right, folks? That's what we're going to do. But I think I didn't uh, finish my mask message. Uh, wear a mask if you've got COVID. Um, you know, what my plan is, even though by the time we see Dan, it will have been five days after I presented my symptoms first, I'm still going to wear the mask around him, because why not? Look how gorgeous this mask is. Um, anyway, though, let's go on ahead and get to work. Oh, and the browser disappeared. Of course it did. There it is. There we go. Okay. 
And so this is where we left off. When last we left our hero, it was between Crown of Amara and Matainai. And I have to admit, I've forgotten what Crown of Amara was. And I now remember, how could I forget? Crown of Amara is a phenomenal, uh, what do you call it? Rondell within Rondell within Rondell game. Very under the radar. It should get a lot more attention. I'd like to give it more attention, seeing as how I forgot it originally. But after I did my research, yeah, Matainai, that's a very cool game. If you can't get your hands on Glory to Rome, the greatest multi-use card game of all time, Matai and I will work in a pinch. But uh, that aside, we're going to go with Crown of Amara. Okay, now, Baron Park versus Mercado. Mm. Baron Park is very close to leaving my collection because now I have Rebuilding Seattle. And Rebuilding Seattle does everything I want out of Baron Park and more. But with the Baron Park expansion, with those very, very cool monorails, that still elevates it a little bit. Uh, it's a Tetris-y, Polyomino-style tile-laying game, for folks who don't know. But we're building uh, natural habitats for bears. Isn't that lovely? Can you hear the frogginess in my throats? I'm still recovering. Um, see, so anyway, that's Baron Park. Mercado is a very, very cool uh, worker placement kind of slash area control bidding game because your workers are like uh, putting your bids in to get various treasures. And all that stuff is nice. It's from designer Rudiger Dorn, if I recall correctly. What really made me fall in love with this game is it is only the second game I have seen besides Carcassonne Castle that has this idea of if you can get the correct amount of points so that you hit certain spots on the victory point track, you unlock bonuses. So you might be in a situation where, oh, I want to grab that and it scores 12 points, but right now I need to score three points because otherwise I'll skip over that spot. And that is one of the coolest mechanisms I've ever seen, and it's not appearing on any games. I'm going to go with Mercado just for that one thing because there's only two games in existence as far as I know. Please tell me down in the comments, folks, if I'm wrong, um, if there are others because I would like to know about them. And are we getting off, honey? Uh, 146, not exit 144. All right, Mercado, it is. Next up, Brussels 1897 versus Keyflower. Now, 97 is the little brother card game express version of Brussels 1893. And in fact, I believe I got rid of my Brussels 1893, one, because 97 does most everything I want in a much shorter time, and also because 93 is gonna be getting a new deluxe version this year, I believe, so I really wanted to get ready to get that one. But anyway, the Brussels series, let's call it, is a very, very cool idea. It's a worker placement game where every time you put your workers down, it is doing several different things. Area control, auctions, advancing actions. It's really neat. Um, Keyflower, however, is in my top 10 games of all time. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, it I, probably still is. The I mean, geez, that's interesting. We've got two game, two worker placement games with very interesting and unusual takes on workers, where your workers do more than just trigger actions. Because oh, the sound dropped out again, but you can see I'm monitoring myself, so I know when it happens, uh, so I can pause and try to fix it. But this is something I got to look into because this is a great mic. I'm hoping it's just the cable. Um, that'll be another thing to check out when we get to Dan, because I'm sure Dan's got 50,000 billion USB cables that I could borrow. 
But anyway, folks, so where are we? Oh, Keyflower and Brussels, both really cool worker placement games where your workers do a lot more than normal. But Keyflower is still, the reason Keyflower is one of the greatest games of all time is because, much like Agricola, right at the beginning of the game, you get a handful of tiles that you will not play until the end of the game, potentially, unless somebody outbids you for them because this is a game of auctioning and worker placement as we build our new world and do tiling and all kinds of stuff. And so you are planning for the end of the game before the game even starts. And that is a surprisingly rare thing in board games. But Keyflower has it, and that's and it does so many other things. I could do a whole show on that. Heck, I already have. It's called the run-through I did a million years ago. But anyway, Keyflower Beach Brussels. Uh, Dungeon Roll versus Bonanza the Duel. That's interesting. Okay. By the way, also, I'm, I'm gonna try to stifle my coughs. We are driving now down 98 or 89 South. And our internet could go out at any time. In which case, suddenly, I would not be able to update the Meeple Pub engine. The Pub Meeple engine. By the way, folks, uh, links for that are down in the show notes. If you would like to do this with your own campaign, your own, not campaign, your own, oh man, when I'm on the road, I lose track of everything. Collection. If you'd like to do this with your own collection, follow the link down in the show notes to pubmeeple.com. And uh, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, back to where we are. Bonanza the Duel, a two-player only version of Bonanza. One of the rarest things you're ever going to see in gaming. Uh, a game where trading and more to the point, gift giving uh, between only two players works. Normally you need to have at least three players for that to be interesting. So that it's in terms of, well, do I give a gift to you or you or you and all that kind of stuff? That's part of the original Bonanza. But Bonanza Duel has such a really cool gift system. I really love it. Dungeon Roll, on the other hand, is a wonderful little Yahtzee-ish push-your-luck game where the whole game... Oh, by the way, we have just pulled over. We decided, hey, we're we're staying at 55. Stay alive at 55. We're children of the 70s. Um, so we just pull over every once in a while to let all the other impatient cars zip by at 70 miles an hour. Good luck to you, pals. Anyway, Dungeon Roll <coughs> is... Oh, a uh, Bush Luck Yahtzee style game that actually comes in a treasure chest. And it's really good. It was really misunderstood. What is it, honey? Oh, wow. We're passing over a river now. And, yep, that is definitely a flash flood if I ever saw one. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're going to keep on moving. Okay. So... It's a uh, push your luck game where well, Yahtzee kind of stuff. You roll, uh, you, you keep pushing your luck and re-rolling uh, until you eventually decide, you know what, I can't, I can't survive in this dungeon anymore. I got to bail. Or do I think I can make it through one more level? And it's really good. I remember at the time, this was a hugely popular game. It was a huge seller for Tasty Mitchell Games. May they rest in peace. But, um, and this sold really well. But there were some reviewers that really thought there was nothing to it. And I disagree. I think it's really good. I mean, push your luck is generally not a big deal for me and Jen, but we kept this one. So that's saying something. But all that being said, and okay, and I was about to give it to Bonanza the Duel, but my one complaint about Bonanza the Duel is it's a little on the long side. I really wish the thing was 15 minutes shorter. Oh, uh, you know, because an hour plus for a fun little two player card game. No! So. And I'd be willing to bet, if you went back and looked at my original rankings, Bonanza the Duel comes in above Dungeon Roll. But honestly, you know what? Hey, my tastes change over time. I think I prefer Dungeon Roll to Bonanza the Duel. That's crazy. That might be wrong. We might revisit that later. But let's move on to Pandoria Merchants and 
Merchants of the Dark Road. How does this keep choosing things that seem to have really strong um, overlays or overlaps? I do not know. It is silly fun. I just noticed uh, I could I should adjust my chrome a little bit because there's no reason to look at that scroll bar. Let's just roll that. Or if I can, un are you going to move? Come on. If I click you and I, no, I'm moving something else. I'm moving me. All right. Hold on a second. I'm going to pull this for a second, folks. And it was a good thing I paused for a second because Jen wanted me to check the uh, road coming up ahead to make sure everything is still fine. We are basically going to be now on 89 for another 70 miles, give or take. So that's all clear, and I'm still deciding between two different merchant -y games. Merchants of the Dark Road, an excellent rondelle-based game with a lot of stuff going on from designer uh, Brian Schuer. Uh, and this one of the highest quality productions in our entire collection by far. The standard version of this game puts most deluxe editions to shame. And then on top of that, I've got all the deluxe stuff too. It is absolutely stunning to look at this game. And if you like deep, crunchy Rondell games with a healthy dollop of players piggybacking off each other, because if I'm the lead merchant and I decide to go on the dark road to, make, to deliver to little villages out in the countryside, other players can jump on my bandwagon and try to get some free action out of my turn. And I love it when games do that. So Pandoria Merchants is, I think, the heaviest, most complex and crunchy roll-and-write game of all time. It's actually a roll-and-write version of Pandoria, which is a very cutthroat, mean-spirited area control game in a fantasy universe where every player takes on a different fantasy race, you know, dwarves, elves, and all that stuff, all with special powers and trying to grab terrain and harvest resources. You know, very much a 4X game. Pandorian Merchants turks it into a 3x game, though, because players are not attacking each other anymore. So you know that works for me and Jen. And I love a roll and write that is incredibly heavy and more crunchy than anything else out there. That said, oh, and Jen, we're passing over an even oh gosh, more flood. Wow. Wow. That is, oh, that, yeah, that road is flooded out. Wow. Sorry, folks, that's neither here nor there. You can't even see it, but trust me, this is why we are getting out of here. We are heading south to Phoenix, where it's beautiful and sunny, supposedly. <laughs> that's, what we've that's the rumor. We are chasing the sun. We are sun chasers. Anyway, though, sorry. <coughs> so, uh, Pandoria Merchants, the Roll and Write, it's a great, great game. Really smart. But, I mean, Merchants of the Dark Road has so many layer upon layer upon layer, so many mechanisms interconnecting, and that's the kind of thing me and Jen love. So it's going to the Dark Road. Marvel Champions, the card game. Oh, and look, I think my internet might be going bad because pictures did not show up on this. So uh, you'll just have to imagine the box art for Marvel Champions, the card game, and Carson City, the card game. Oh, yep, and they tried, but um, yeah. I guess the wife or Jen's phone is probably getting, uh, we'll see, we'll just keep muscling through. I can pause if I need to. So anyway, for a while, Marvel Champions, the card game, was in my top 10 games of all time because of what it promised. It's a living card game, which means I believe it should be judged based not only on what comes in the base game, but how it expands and advances over time. And I have to say, I am hugely disappointed about how it's expanded over time and it has gone from a game that was in my top 10 of all time to a game that I think is oh that's pretty good I like that game but it has thrown away all the stuff the truly secret sauce that made it special over the last was it came out two three years ago so it breaks my heart 
Carson City, the card game, is a brilliant little card game version of uh, Carson City, which is a relatively cutthroat work replacement game, which I also have and enjoy. But I love the card game because it's, it, it turned Carson City into a pure auction game and tile land game, although they're cards instead of tiles. You're bidding on cards that are grids, and you're trying to stack and layer them on top of each other, which is a re mechanism I love ever since Hanging Gardens of Babylon a million years ago. And the thing I love most about this is playing it as a two-player game, there is a very simple bidding system that no matter what your player count, there are always four bidders. Whether it's two players, whether it's one player playing against three automatic bidders, or two players uh, going against two automatic bidders, it works really well. Really, really well. I think this made my top ten the year it came out because it's so rare that Jen and I play a, a auction game that works so well at different player counts. So, yeah, uh, it's got to be Carson City, the card game. Once upon a time, it would have been Marvel Champions, but they threw it all away. All right. And, yep, our internet is still bad because still no pictures. Where's her phone? I'm using Jen's phone. That's weird. Says it's L. Said no. She's got barely one little sliver There's of connection. A cell tower right over there. Oh, but apparently Jen says she sees the cell tower. And hey, the pictures just showed up. All right, woohoo! So, race to the Newfoundland and Bloomtown. All right. So Bloomtown is a very very cool SimCity building game where every turn in your tile laying, you know, putting your different buildings down, and you're very tight. Very tiny little grid. I love that. But I love the fact that, hey, I want to put this tile over here because it gets points for being next to these other things. But um, I also want to put it over here because wherever I place it determines what the next tile I'm going to be able to grab is. And that is freaking brilliant. Bloomtown is so under the radar. That game should get so much more love. And Race for the Newfoundland is great too. It is literally a, ra a Euro-style racing game where we are trying to build up a fleet of... Uh, mercantile ships that can travel the Atlantic to get to the New World and um, you know uh, carry people over and pe and goods back and it's good it's a really good game is it from Anson Gluck I think if I recall correctly um, but like I said Bloomtown is amazeballs so we're gonna go with that all right next up we've got Gloomhaven versus the castles of Tuscany oh I was afraid it was gonna be castles of Burgundy uh, Castles of Tuscany is a, um, let's see, I wonder if Jen's phone will do better if I bring it up here. Let's just go ahead and put it over there. Maybe that will help instead of being down buried under the chair where the power cord was, but it's charged up. So, Raiders of Castles of Tuscany is a simplified, streamlined, very fast, it's kind of like Castles of Burgundy Express, although it does different stuff. And it does it very nicely, and I like it quite a bit. However, um, its publisher published back-to-back -back two years, two different Stefan Feld games. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. Look at that sluice gate. Wow. wow. It's a good thing we are getting out of here. Yeah. We are. Prescott, here we come. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I was... Yikes. Um, we were originally planning on boondocking out in here, out in the woods, but um, too many of them said weather permitting, and we decided, you know what, weather's probably not going to be permitting this trip. Next time what? we're through Amazon, we'll try or Arizona, we'll try to do that. So anyway, Castles of Tuscany and Carpe Diem before it. The publisher made fundamental changes to the design of the game, stealth released them in reprints of the game. <clears throat> 
And so I now have to judge Tuscany based on these changes they made to appease hardcore board game geeks who complain about certain things that weren't broken at all. Steffenfeld himself said, hey, look, we've played this more than any of you and it works great. But if you're unhappy, you can, tell, you can do this other thing if you want to make it more of a easy go, easy go lucky game. And so, and then Robinsberger said, oh, well, we're, was it was Robinsberger or Leah, I forget. They said, well, let's just officially change that. And like so, and the game is not as good. It was much better with the original rules. So it goes down, 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 because I'm writing it on the official rules, not the original rules from Stefan Feld. So regardless, uh, and even in spite of all that, Gloomhaven is amazing. There's no way it wouldn't be. And by the way, this isn't just Gloomhaven. This is Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Lion and Frosthaven all tied into one big bundle. The greatest Euro-style cooperative fantasy adventure game of all time. You don't need me to tell you more about it. You know what it is. And it is it beats the Tassels of Tusky. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause for a second. Well, I was just taking a break there to because we are in a no-man's land now. There is no internet anywhere on either my phone, which is through T-Mobile, or Jen's phone, which is through AT&T. And I thought, if I just wait long enough, it'll come back online. But it hasn't. And here's the thing. I'm really nervous. I can't save my progress unless I'm online. I'm assuming it must have, as part of its system, queued up a bunch of games. And I'm wondering, do I keep going? Do I keep going? What the heck? Let's do it. We're gonna. We're being brave, folks. We are on the road. Uh, all right. So, Dale Merchants versus Pulsar twenty eight forty nine. It's gonna be Pulsar uh, from designer Vladimir Sushi. Suki, uh, one of my favorite designers. A really, really cool. The, it's a dice drafting game, and the way the dice pool is created, which has to do with means and averages and stuff, is really sharp. And then the other half of the game, getting the right dice to basically make uh, jump gate links throughout the galaxy, is very fun and satisfying too. Don't get me wrong, Dale of Merchants is a wonderful deck builder. Um, maybe one of the better ones because it features one of my favorite things, deck destruction, where you spend a lot of time uh, building the deck, which is getting more and more uh, merchants who can work in your stall and sell stuff and activate special powers. But to score those cards, you have to remove them from your deck. And that means you can't use them anymore. And so that's always fun. So I like Dale Merchants a lot, but I like Pulsar 4. And let's see if we can even keep going. All right. All right, all. So just no more pictures. Sorry about that, folks. All right, all versus Trois Dice. <sighs> Hold on, you know what I can do? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
I just realized I've got a little mute button right here where my thumb is. So if I have an explosive cough session, I can just save you from it. Yay! Anyway, Arhial, Arhial, which, in case you're listening, is spelled A-R-R-A-I-A-L, which this has got to be one of the top ten most poorly titled games in history because it's not doing very well, and it's not because of the gameplay. This is, as far as I'm concerned, maybe the greatest pure polyomino Tetris-style game. I mean, Planet Unknown is better, but you know, to make it better, Planet Unknown adds a whole bunch of extra stuff. RL is just grabbing the tiles and, like Tetris, making them slide onto your board. Uh, and it's uh, it's very nicely thematic, too, because we're trying to build a po- block party and all that kind of stuff. It should have been called Block Party. The name of this game should be freaking Block Party, and I wish the publishers would put out a second edition. so that Because if I tell you how great it is, you say, how do I spell Arhial? Uh, a Portuguese word that is very weird to pronounce. Anyway, though, it's great. Trois Dice is a great little roll and write um, from, uh, rest in peace, uh, Pearl Games that have just closed up shop recently. Mm. So, which of these two do I rate higher? Great polyomino stuff, great roll and write with a really interesting, kind of a Rondell thing, but not really. Mm. I think I'm going to give it to Arisle, although I feel like I should bump it down because of its title. Okay. Steam Time, another one from Rudiger Dorn, and Dominion. Wow. Okay. How are you doing? Have you gotten any signal back yet? You say you're... Oh. Oh, okay. I got to save. Save, 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 save. Save, save. Uh, update. It is 3 slash 15. I saw a picture. Save updating. Please. You were able to download those pictures? Please save my progress. Ah. Nope. I was too slow. I shouldn't even bother to rename it. I should just save and save. Yep, back down to one little sliver. Arg, this is scary. Okay, but anyway, um, now we got some pretty pictures. Dominion, everybody knows about that. That is that is prime deck building. That defined the genre, and it still is one of the best. Steam Time is a very very cool. I'm trying to remember it now. Oh, you know what? We're 25 minutes in here, folks. I do not remember Steam Time. I am terrified I'm going to lose all this progress at any second. So I think now is as good a time as any to end with a cliffhanger. Dominion or Steam Time, what's it going to be? Before you see me again, I will have done some Steam Time. And in the meantime, one more look out the window. Uh, There's the road off ahead of us. And uh, there's the road. There's the RV behind us. The bups are back there somewhere. Where are they? Oh, there you can see them, I think, on the couch. They are good RV pups. So, folks, we're going to end it right there. Uh, this little on-the-road uh, test. And, uh, oh, I was all that stuff that just happened. All right, so just, ah, uh, ah, uh, update. Yeah, all right, ah, uh, okay. Oh, I think it's saved. But still, folks, you might be able to tell them. I think my throat's been getting a bit worse and worse and worse. And I would like a throat lozenge, but I don't want to submit you to the of the throat lozenge. So we'll be back. Um, we'll get another one of these done, I think, before the end of the month. I'm trying to get them every a couple of weeks, but with uh, this big road trip, things got a little out of control. But hey, this seems to be working okay, right? Uh, except we're in the middle of nowhere. If we were on a main uh, on I-5 or something, it'd probably be fine. 
So you can expect more coming soon. Um, and in closing, folks, if you disagree with anything you just saw me say, right, if I got it totally wrong, let me know down in the comments. Um, or, you know, I'm because I'm, I'm genuinely curious where people would disagree and why. So that just makes it more fun for me. But, folks, otherwise, we are Dunsville. I am going to say have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye.